Hi, I'm Jay, an arts manager, educator, writer, musician, and professional daydreamer. And I'm Miguel, a musician, arts administrator, educator, and lover of all things nerdy. And this is Play Black, a podcast dedicated to nerddom, reviews, and hot takes on arts and culture and the human experience from the perspective of two melanated artists. Jay, I really enjoy how you say that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, everyone's, I, 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 I've, I've listened to it a thousand times and honestly, I'm still not tired of it. I'm still not tired of it. I'm well, tired of my, my own voice. Yeah, oh, I'm tired of my own voice, but not, yeah, yeah. not you saying that intro. I appreciate that. They don't warn you going into podcasting that you have to hear your own voice all the time and, and, and how that can all be a little, uh, that can be a little, uh, but you know what? Today, uh, we're not talking about our voices. We are talking about, uh, the part two of Stranger Things and our feelings and thoughts on that. Right, Miguel? That is right. Uh, it came into a crazy, like three and a half hour over two episode bonanza mm-hmm. of, uh, of a finale. And, um, yeah, people have a lot of feelings. People have a lot of thoughts. Um, yeah. It's set up a season five, a, a final season five officially. And yeah, um, yeah it's going to be a really interesting end to the series, I think. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. overall, real quick, like no spoilers, Jay. Uh, short, like couple of sentences. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Well, I, I think it's important that we start here with a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, oh. I was high for the third time of my life watching <laughs> the last two episodes of Stranger Things Part 2. And I was told oh, that yes. I shouldn't. Yeah, I was told, like, this is probably not the show to do that with, you know? And, you know, I ignored reason, as I want to do. Uh, so I just I just say that as, you know, a disclaimer to, to my experience watching the show. Um, and so with that said... I really liked it. I liked it. I did. Oh, I'm sure you did, son. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, Well, you know, um, when one is is, is, uh, in an altered state, we should say, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you would think that for a lot of people, actually, scary things aren't it. You know what I mean? Like, or anything that can induce any sort of... uh, bigger than life imagination imagination moments mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so good on you for just taking on some scary ass vecna shit uh, just, i'm and, learning uh, that the blends and strains are important and the the hybrid strain that i was taking is kind of like a uh this is gonna sound like an oxymoron but like a mellow upper so like i mean i'm very giggly on it oh. and also very chill but I find that I just feel everything more intensely. Um, oh. So, yeah, yeah. So it worked out what in your about favor you, then. I guess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. No, um, I really liked it. Uh, I like there were every single time I had a question on how they were going to pull something out or how they were going to go mm-hmm. about doing something. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like answered almost immediately. Like uh, mm-hmm. so. No, I really appreciated it uh, overall, and like I could, I can hear people's overall like thoughts on like Stranger Things is not what it was uh, in season one, in season two. Like it's this bigger than life 
thing now, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and not everyone signed up for that. But mm. you know, after watching it or rewatching all of uh, mm. one, two, and three before see part, seeing part two, they were mm-hmm. kind of like hinting at a lot of this stuff ever since then. Yeah. So you know, it's it's. I think it it works even if it's uh, not what people th- thought they signed up for. Uh, I mean, and I th- yeah. My reaction to that is like a story progresses. It has to. And the stakes have to get higher. And if it, it can't just be like, oh, a couple friends have this horrible thing happen to them in conspiracy. Like, right. like you said, like the, the things that were happening in season one were just small hints, small moments that like needed answering and needed deepening. And we couldn't last five seasons if we get structured like a season one. The story has to go somewhere and it has to build. So, yeah. For sure, people change. People change, right. uh, and it kind of sounded like uh, Will Byers there. Like Will Byers sitting here, like you really thought, or Mike telling Will Byers, like you really thought we were just gonna sit in the basement right. and not get girlfriends and right, like, like play D and D all day. And, Mike, and Will was like, "Yeah, yeah, I thought we right. were actually." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so some of the fans are Will Byers, mm. for sure. Who I will discuss in a moment. Uh, oh, we're oh. There's so much to say about Will Byers, but yeah. But first, y'all, there is a song that is going nuts on TikTok and YouTube right now. I would check not this know. Out. No, no, check this out. Okay. Give me the word, I'll just walk away. Do you ever feel like you're losing your mind? On a daily basis. You know, this isn't the first time we've met. Y'all, I cannot get it out of my head. And as you all know, like all of my schooling post high school has been like in music. So I think it's time for a debut segment, which we are dubbing Miguel Explains Why Songs Are Dope. Okay. Give me the word, I'll just walk away. Do you ever feel like you're losing your mind? On a daily basis. All the time. You know, this isn't the first time we've met. Corona Coffin, how could I forget? I don't know, Chrissy, you're a freak. You know, you're not what I thought you'd be. Eddie, did you find anything? Peaceful bliss, songs away. Okay, so why is this song stuck in my head? Why is the song just setting the internet on fire with crazy memes and giving a bunch of people joy? I think it's because of a couple of things. First thing is the baseline. The baseline's actually really interesting. It is mostly built in half steps, whole steps, and fourths and fifths. So half step, half step, whole step, half step, half step, half step, whole step. But then at the end we have this really nice two five one motion that you've probably heard a thousand times in a bunch of different songs, kind of bringing everything home. Like, who doesn't love that, right? Second thing is the chords, the harmony. The harmony is actually really nice because most of it doesn't actually exist in the key of G. So it starts there, but already on the second chord, you're already using chords that do not belong in the key of G, which makes things really more interesting when you land in a chord that is in the key of G, like the C major chord here. So the harmony is really interesting and engaging, kind of tugs at your heartstrings in a different way than most just like, Millionilly crappy songs. 
The next thing is the melody. The melody is mostly based on the pentatonic scale. And the pentatonic scale is really important because it literally exists in every single musical culture in the entire world. I can't think of one that doesn't use the pentatonic scale in some way. So that's kind of foundational to our musical knowledge. And the next thing I think is honestly really cool because the song is really happy. And what we're seeing on screen is really fucked up. (laughs) So it kind of creates this juxtaposition as to like what we're seeing, what we're hearing, which is actually really, really satisfying to the brain, the ears, and the eyes. So I think all that together, you get a really cool, dope song. And this has been Miguel Explains Why Songs Are Dope. If you like this segment, let us know and send us a song you want me to break down. Shout out to the YouTube channel Shmoyoho and the Gregory Brothers for creating such an amazing dark song. And uh, we'll see you after this for the playback. Okay, and we are back with the Play Black going into our thoughts on the finale of Stranger Things Part 2. Spoilers. We are are doing spoilers right now. If you haven't Mm -hmm. seen Part 2, we are going into spoilers right now. Mm -hmm. We're going into spoilers right now. They're here. Right now, we're going into spoilers. Yeah. Okay, Jay. Hit me with 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 a couple of off the cuff spoiler thoughts. You know, I think I have. I'm gonna say four standout moments from the season, maybe even five, of the last two episodes. Um, and then we can like get deeper in them. One happens in um the Papa episode where. Homeboy, you know, is dying and really wants not just understanding from Eleven, but forgiveness. He wants to be told that what he did was okay and that she forgives him and she understands it. And what I really, 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 really loved is that she did not do that. I think she was still able to honor who he was in her life in terms of the love that they shared and the bond that they had and was also able to hold him accountable. And I just feel like not to, you know, veer too deeply into whatever, but particularly with family, there's just this weird thing of just like, yeah, I fucked up or yeah, I did this thing, but I did it for a good reason. And because we're family, you have to forgive me. Like you just have to. And there's always this like weird emotional manipulation into making bad behavior. Okay. And it's very rare that we see someone say no, or nothing at all, because yeah, it's also seen as like, well, the good person who's who's you know being the the bigger person will give them that gift of absolution at the end. And Eleven didn't; she didn't, and he didn't deserve it. And you know, I I felt kind of weirdly good at like you have to die knowing that you don't get that because you did cross so many lines and you hurt so many people and she just tried to tell you this an hour ago 
and then you attacked her. So, yeah. like, literally, like, no one's feeling bad for you, and you need to sit in the shit that, like, you've created for yourself. So that was, like, stand-up moment number one. How did you feel about that? No, I really enjoyed that moment because it showed a lot of um, growth from Elle, who, frankly, has just been abused mm-hmm. for her entire life, right? Like... <laughs> Like straight up, like uh, Doctor Brenner is a whole is a whole piece of shit, and you know mm-hmm. he keeps on justifying everything that he was doing, like abusers do. That's what abusers do. They they mm-hmm. tell themselves that that they're what they're doing isn't wrong, or that it's for a greater good, or uh, they were justified in their feelings. Any yeah. which way you want to think about it, that's what that's how they go about it. And it was, I, I really like the juxtaposition of him crying when Eleven is like calling him out to his face like no no you lied you did all this you are the whole reason that all of this mm-hmm. is going on you're the monster and his those tears are an admission of like guilt right mm-hmm. like uh and then what does he do he immediately like nope gotta take control of the situation i'm gonna drug the person that i love you know what I mean? or supposedly love right I tell you, I tell you. It's, it's incredible abusers abuse eternally it's insane um, but and in contrast to uh, Papa, who's dead, who's very very dead, uh, there seems to be mm-hmm. an alive uh, Doctor Owens, uh, Sam Owens, uh, who really w- stood up for L and mm-hmm. was like, "Yo, let's let the homegirl, who's like literally the basis of this entire project, yeah, make a decision for her life <laughs> and yeah. like do what she wants to do," and uh, you know, like. Basically, like we, you agreed that we, this is, wasn't a prison. I really appreciated mm-hmm. that and helping her, giving giving her agency, because mm-hmm. uh, you know that actor uh, Paul Reiser, I think his name is, has typically always played like assholes mm-hmm. and uh, very evil men in like mm-hmm. mostly eighties and nineties movies, is my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him like really play against type is really effective uh, because he's like truly just like. One trying to save the world, right? He's not completely blameless. Like he's he's part of this weird Hawkins lab crew, mm-hmm. but he does have the best interests of these children uh, at heart, yeah. um, and that's commendable to a certain extent, especially mm-hmm. within the company he holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really nice having that advocate character there, um, and how he held Eleven down several times. Um, because I think, you know, we're so jaded. We're like, is this a trick? Is he just saying one thing right. to her and then, you know, like the other shoe's going to drop? But we saw him consistently, like, push back um, against Brenner. Um, and I believe he's alive. I know we didn't see that at the end, but I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he's still kicking. And I'll be in the final yeah. season. No, we didn't see a body. Uh, he's going to be... Um, yeah. Like, I wonder what... I. I don't know where they're going with this uh, black general cat. I don't know. Who, uh, like, sir, I'm just like, I like to root for everybody black. And, sir, you're making it really difficult for me to do that, man. Come on. <sighs> I, th- I think I think Cornell, Cornell West said this. Uh, uh, black faces in high places isn't the only thing that we need <laughs> to... Uh, to progress in our society, right? Like we need folks that have integrity and obviously mm-hmm. homeboy thinks he's doing the right thing. Not unlike Dr. Brenner, right? He thinks he's doing right. the right thing he, yeah. for, for America, yeah. you know, annihilating a threat, uh, uh, like a little, a 14 year old girl. But, yeah. uh, 
he has the the whole story completely fucked up and i think that's right where it, like the the line becomes the issue because it's one thing to believe that what you're doing is the right thing uh but then when owens is just like take a pause see what happens be open yeah. to the possibility of your incorrectness and him choosing to not do that that's what like stirs you into prob- steers you into problematic territory so that was him so that's 100%. happening with 11 in that episode another big standout moment from the episode for me is that we finally see what's in Will's painting, right? And Ooh, there's a discussion yes. that's had between Will and Mike. And, you know, a lot of folks have been perceiving, you know, that Will is having a sexual identity crisis. And, you know, mm. I figured that that painting would be a painting of Mike and it would be real awkward. And I was like, bro, why? And what was really <laughs> heartbreaking about that discussion was both the subtlety and complete lack of subtlety of what he was saying and what he was giving and what he was portraying and Mike's complete ignorance of it and Jonathan's complete understanding of it. It's like the trifecta of all of those things really created a powerful thing of him just being like, I made this and you're the heart of the group. And right now I'm going to say a lot of words to you about you and L except swap me in for L uh, <laughs> and Mike's just like, Oh yeah, you're so right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Cool. Meanwhile, Jonathan's oh. just like, Oh no. And then Will's <laughs> full on having an internal break into the window and Mike is clueless as fuck. And it's like those three things in concert were just really powerful. And you know, poor Will, like this whole yeah. show began cause homeboy was kidnapped <laughs> into another dimension I randomly remembered how in the first season, like, they made a fake body of him to, like, have a yeah. fake funeral for. Oh, my and God. And then he comes back and he's still possessed. And then his best friend is yeah. in love with his other really best friend. And clearly he's also gay and doesn't know how to navigate that because also this is the 80s. Hello. Um, right, right, right. And now he still has a sensitivity to, to the, to the whole dark. It's just a lot for this kid. And it's like, I just. Someone give him a hug. Somebody hug Will. <laughs> you know? No, Will definitely needs uh, a hug and uh, an, an elder queer to just take him. And one his own age. Because now that I think about it, everybody been booed up except Will. Mike had L. Uh, Sadie and um, fucking um, Lucas. And then... Um, Sadie. Yo, Max, you mean? Sorry, I'm just actress now. <laughs> no, Sadie Sig Max is amazing and actress. Lucas yeah. and even fucking um I'm doing it again. I'm thinking of his actor name. What's his character? Dustin. Say no, Dustin, right? That's no, the Dustin's character. Name. Okay. Yeah. Uh Gaten <sighs> Matrazo is the is the actor name. Yeah. Right. hmm And Dustin and, and Homegirl. Uh smart homegirl who be singing songs when the world is ending. So it's just like everybody, even you know, Joyce got it in twice. You know what I mean? Two different men. And I'm just like, you know, Joyce is barreling through niggas. Jonathan got Nancy. And poor Will is just like, you know, a traumatized abductee uh, who who ain't got nobody. And I'm just like, someone needs to give the man a higgy. Do something. But, uh, and he got that haircut. Know. It's too much for one person. <laughs> no, I do think that the haircut has gotten less offensive uh, as the years have gone by. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying... Honestly, I'm just trying to stick up for Will because <laughs> this poor motherfucker's having a rough home. It's not his fault. No, it's it's low key Joyce's fault. Uh, no, I mean, come on, like, and even then, trying to save uh, a buck. Like, 
like if if Will it was is is or was into the ladies, like he's pulling shit. Like uh, that girl asked him to dance in the first season uh, or the second season, I think, and at the snowball, some some random girl just came up to Will and asked him to dance. Uh, much more recently than I. And then uh, at the beginning of this season, when they're in the classroom and Elle's giving her presentation about her dad, uh, there was a there was a little uh, homegirl who was just like pushing on Will's leg, being like, "Yo." I'm into bowl cuts. <laughs> like, what's up? Uh, she was black too. I was like, oh shit, shit. Is 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 Will Byers into the swirl? Turns out, I mean, not so much. Probably not. I mean, unless the swirl had a twig in it. Okay, that was weird. Um, twig being <laughs> euphemism for penis. Um, so y'all, okay, hold that on. also. This is just- <laughs> We can't just not address that. But I, okay. I was going to say this. Uh, our quick takes are always really late at night after long days. That's very true. It's what makes them great. It's why you love them. You uh, know, I have a... So. Siobhan bought me a whole thing of edibles. Like, I just have edibles now that are mine. And now I'm just like, should we just do nice. an episode fully just under the influence? I have no problem doing that. I think we should do that for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll add that to the what, back an, half of this year. An um, April 20th special or something like that. Oh my God. Genius. Although we'd have to wait till next year. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. it's a recurring thing. Um, but yes, that moment led to another great moment, which was Jonathan being a great brother, which was Jonathan just saying like, hey, man, hey, I love yeah. you. I miss you. You can come to me with anything. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I honestly, me too. I had forgotten about the depth of their relationship, right? Like I had forgotten how close those brothers are and how much they rely on each other. Um, and I think sometimes when we think about Will's family, we think about Joyce, um, because of how hard she went and continues to go for her son. But like Jonathan was right there. Jonathan has always been down, um, and loved his brother, and I think it's a beautiful relationship. And I'm glad that that moment was there. It was really powerful. Yeah, I very much agree, and I I really appreciated how he like admitted not fault necessarily, but just like saying that, mm-hmm. hey, I have I know that I haven't been around. I think mm-hmm. being in California was the first time that Jonathan actually got to be uh, a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just going to school. He has a girlfriend, but it's long distance, so he's he's not really like, you know, Smoking he's some weed. Smoking some weed, playing golf with a with a with a homie, like, mm-hmm. like yo, that's dope. I, I'm glad that Jonathan had that because obviously he had an awful like childhood uh, yeah. with uh, uh, his asshole dad, and then uh, the bully, like constantly having to take care of things financially with yeah. Joyce and everything. So he's been an adult for uh, almost his entire life, and then yeah. now he has a chance to be a kid, and he took advantage of that. But w- with that came the uh the lack of uh uh of uh substantive like appearance in mm-hmm. Will's Will, Will's life for a little while while mm-hmm. he was figu- figuring out all these complicated feelings. We don't know that Will mm-hmm. is gay. We don't know that Will is any part mm-hmm. of the LGBTQ community quite yet. Mm-hmm. It's very heavily like probable, I'd say. Yeah, my bi fi says a million percent. Bi fi. Oh, have you not heard that Bro, before? Yeah. I haven't. I love that. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't take credit, but you know. 
Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's he he and the family. So we'll okay. see. Uh well, uh I think I read or no, um uh my my partner read an article um that may or may not be true, but it was basically saying that Will is gonna have like a central role in season five. Oh, I read that uh, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's great. from the creators. Uh, they said that. Okay, great. And that makes so much sense. Like, bring it back to right where, back to where it started, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I gotta say, like, right up front, like, Mike might be, or, like, Finn Wolfhard might be the mm-hmm. weakest actor out of the kids. Mm-hmm. And he's not even bad. Like, I'm not saying that he's bad. I'm yeah. saying that the, the, the kids are phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Noah Schnapp, who plays Will Byers, is just destroying this role. And you know what I've always loved about that in particular? I feel like I might have said this the last time we talked about it, too. He was mostly not present in the first season. You know what I mean? And these are like kid kids. Right, right. And so then to like get what he was handed in season two, which was some heavy shit. You know what I mean? Oh my God, and for yeah. him to yeah. be able to like pull it off, it was just like... Oh, oh, wow. You know, because you could think that it could be like, well, the weakest one is probably the kid that's not here. Uh, but no, no. Mm-mm. He came to work. He came to work. I agree with you about Mike. I did see a couple comments in the universe about how his character has become uh, a lesser version of who he was. And when I think about when Will talks about the heart of the group, I will say that I don't feel that from Mike anymore. You know what I mean? I feel like... Right. He has become a little bit more of a generic character and not the one who is like the driving and holding force. The one who like really was trying to find Will, the one who really was trying to take care of Eleven and like fight back against stuff. Like there is a little bit of a a nuance and dynamic to Mike that I do find has been dulled. And so I don't know if that's coming out in, in Finn Wolfhard's work because he's also had the most high profile gigs since. Um, True. Although I haven't seen Very them, true. so I can't speak to to that there. Um, or if it's yeah, if it's a matter of skill, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't necessarily think it's a matter of skill. I think Mike's an asshole and he's very unlikable. <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, and I think uh, it comes from Ted, his dad. His dad is an awful, awful Bush Reagan Republican who just believes yeah. in the U.S. government <laughs> like like yeah. no one's business. Yeah. Did you hear uh, how Nancy not did deserve... not talk about him when she was afraid of dying? Did you peep that? Yo, I laughed. I cackled. I was like, word? Nothing for, nothing for Ted? I wonder nothing why. Nothing for Dad. Mm-hmm. No, M- M- Mrs. Wheeler deserves better. Like, let's be real. Um, Although, I'm just like, why is this woman staying here? I was like, Miss Wheeler, ma'am, for you to be like, they they so crazy. We gonna stay our ass right here. I was like, um, I know plot-wise we need your family to stay here, uh, but homie, you've been acting real scared all this time, and now all of a sudden you're just gonna stay with a big-ass demon hellscape crack in the earth you just being like no we could we could just stay it's here fine. and chill i'm just like mm-hmm. it's okay i don't know i don't know about that I'm um sure so that was another color <laughs> i'm pretty sure right uh, that's what i'm saying we would have been within out. like a 30 mile radius was like Mm-mm. nope the fir- uh-uh. let me tell you something the first time i hear that in my town the government gave a fake body to cover up something i would have left then that's all it would have taken. So I'm like, y'all trying to take my kids and then give us fake children to bear? Like, what the fuck? Uh, that would have been my one and only cue that I needed. Um, and I, but like, l- listen, Lucas, y'all can, in, 
invent Zoom a couple years earlier, something so that you could uh, fucking play a little D and D with them. But we leave it. <laughs> we gone. We gone. Yeah. That's so. Um, really another weird. standout moment uh, was definitely um, the sequence where L is losing against Vecna, um, and Max yeah. is you know floating in the air. And she's getting those limbs twisted, my nigga. Okay. Oh, that fucked me up, bro. That fucked like, me up. Oh my god. And it was god. so important that they do that because it couldn't feel like it in the nick of time thing. You know what I mean? I was right. just like, it has to have consequences, stakes, and consequences. And for Lucas to be, ugh, my god, being beat up by that annoying jock man. Um, what the white supremacist? Watching that happen, <laughs> it just it ratcheted up that tension so hard. I did not think it would be like three limbs, but let me tell you this too. Mm. When Max died, I didn't see it coming. Even though I was watching her get her limbs snapped, I was True. just like, oh, she is going to live life as a blind paraplegic. That's what my mind was. It was just like, that's what her character will be. And they were like, nah, she dead. I was like, I'm I'm sorry, what? We're Huh? Yeah. Um I really hope they treat that with care. The idea oh, that yeah. she is gonna be just, or, or, or we don't know if she's going to recover her sight or if she's going to mm-hmm. how, how she's going to mend or anything like that mm-hmm. but if she does end up being like a, a disabled person mm-hmm. um, I hope they don't treat that like the magical disabled you know like it, don't, know they, they don't, don't delve into these like harmful tropes because I, I don't think that does anyone a, a service especially Max who's been such a central character to season 4 yeah, yeah. And has really like killed it. Like, oh my god! No, Max is was amazing this season. Lucas mm-hmm. uh, really stepped up in a really interesting kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I I I agree with you. I thought it was very necessary that uh, that we saw what happened to Max because mm-hmm. without that, not one of the main children not dying in these scenarios mm-hmm. didn't make any sense. Like. Yeah. When Owens and Eleven were like, we got to go to Hawkins, it was because these kids were way in over their head and like, because <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. speaking of, gru- of gruesome deaths, though, that white supremacist jock motherfucker got melted in half. Do you that know that shit I was that? brutal. What? Is, is, I saw that eyes. on twitter maybe yeah i think i looked away i think also like it was kind of dark like even on the clip that i saw like it was hard to see but when i saw that i rewatched it like five times just to like hear his painful (laughs) disemboweling like via hell crack that opened and i was like this feels really good to me in my spirit yeah so that's how i feel about him and i know that you know there are some people who think he's like an empathetic character to some degree because like how he became crazy, his descent was rooted in goodness, but these things were like attacking children and people and always gave clan vibes. So his death was, you know. Big clan vibes, farewell. you know, like straight up. And yeah. I don't know, the the image of a white boy mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to save a defenseless white girl from mm-hmm. a dangerous satanic black man uh, mm-hmm. and Lucas just the Duffers knew what they were doing I feel like mm-hmm. it, 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 it did not feel good it felt Mm-mm. really gross it also felt really gross when this the other uh, asshole KKK jock 
uh, uh, yeah. jumped to Erica. That Erica. felt so mm-hmm. gross. And I was, mm-hmm. I was really happy that she got her crit hit on his, mm. on that motherfucker's balls, son. Uh, yo, yeah, that felt man. so good. She know the points. That felt so good. Um, but what up. I really loved about the moment with, you know, Max levitating and having those breaks happen were that Elle needed a couple of motivating moments. And what I loved, right. too, was the swell that was happening where she finally took back her power and attacked Vecna um, while her father. Who did her father? Was it? Didn't he kill somebody at the same time? That was one of the many things yeah. that was was happening. Hopper was beheading with a sword. Right. A, a demi- the Demigorgon? Right. Yes. Okay. He's with the Demigorgon. What else happened? There was something else. I want to say there was a fire. Like someone set some shit on fire. Oh, right. They were burning Vecna's physical body. Oh, shit. And Nancy was popping and Nancy was fucking rounds into that motherfucker. Yeah, popping <laughs> caps at homeboy, Okay. And I was like, he was still standing. You got to give Vector some credit. You know what I mean? It took him a couple. He had oh, two Molotov cocktails and like six to the chest. And then it was still like coming a little bit. Um, I, I know we were all just like, Nancy, sweetie, his head. We, you're in a horror series. Why are you Double not tap. aiming at his head? Okay. You got um, yeah, to make sure. Yeah. But it was the coalescence of all of those moments, right? Of like an understanding that maybe Elle doesn't have, but will benefit from later of how she was not alone in that moment and would not have succeeded if she were alone in that moment. That she was a part of a tapestry of resistance set to a fire ass remix of Run Up That Hill, that orchestral big oh. beautiful thing. I kept, I looked for oh, it on, yeah. on, on Spotify. It's not there yet, but I'm like, I need yeah. this cut, this cut of Running Up That Hill. Um, Phenomenal, phenomenal. I really loved that moment of everybody from all those different storylines coming together um, for that moment. Well, well, yeah. well, but hold on, well, hold on. There's, there's another musical moment that happened in the finale that was just yeah. dope. I really enjoyed it. And I got to say, shout out to uh, my partner, Kelsey, because we figured mm-hmm. it out together uh, that okay. it was going to be Metallica, Master of Puppets, before mm. we, Eddie, uh, actually went into it. Because uh, on this Stranger Things uh, Spotify, like, soundtrack or playlist i forget which one it is mm-hmm. they list like all of the songs that like sure you know like that they want to put on, put on there we were we were trying to figure out 1986 like what is it like what could it be and like we listened to through everything and i was like nothing really shreds until metallica master of puppets came on and we were like yo it's gonna be that and uh actually a fun fact i i, I saw this earlier today it seems like one metallica is stoked that <laughs> master of puppets was featured um mm. and also it seems like the person who's actually playing the guitar in like the recording not the, the person acting is mm. uh either the i think the lead singer of metallica's son oh wow uh, but so that's rad right that's pretty cool yeah. keeping it in the family i think he's a bass player but he can also shred on guitar because you know jeans um mm. well, but i'm gonna that tell was a also quick story a... that that makes me think of it's really quick um oh can I tell this story? I don't know. Where you work now, I've worked before. And this okay. running, helping with this summer program that happens there. And one okay. summer we were told like there was this VIP and like we had to be very careful with them and all this stuff uh, because their father um, was the edge from U2. 
Um, and so they're there oh, to yeah. learn um, the instrument that their father played. And they weren't very good yet. And I loved that for them. You know what I mean? But like, it was just the juxtaposition of like all this, like, oh my God, we can't tell anybody. Like, don't let anybody know. And I had to like babysit one of their rehearsals one day. It was so random. Um, and he was just fine. And I was like, I, I love that. It was no, no prodigious anything, but he also didn't seem like a dick. But anyway, yeah, that made me think about what you just said. That's really funny. That's really cool. Um, but that was another really effective, uh, musical moment. Like that, there was all these different, uh, like parties like doing their thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, like the Duffer Brothers have always done a really good job of coalescing things around the music of the mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. I think they just took it to like another like degree with, yeah. um, with this season because it's it, it's yeah. it's like interladen in a way that is uh very different, right? Uh. I'm blanking on the terms. Like it's diegetic music and another type of music, like music that's actually happening within the uh, within the the narrative. That's like the characters can hear it, and then there's music that only we can hear as an audience, and they're interwe- interweaving it like very, very, very um, well in, in a way that's very natural. Like that's a ridiculous. I'm, thing I'm not a master of music, so I don't I don't really know. Um, but I'm going to trust <laughs> you, the master of music, to that, and uh, I learned something new. Not. Let's not do um, that. Yeah, um, the no, but that's a ridiculous thing we saw. We saw a a a, a, a tw- nineteen twenty year old young man shredding guitar in an alternate dimension, like yeah. playing hardcore metal music uh, to to summon to hellbats. A, yeah, to <laughs> to summon hellbats to a a a, a vain tentacle laden trailer, uh, mm-hmm. while another group of teenagers have cannons for arms and can break glass on a squishy demon monster. Um, Mm -hmm. And then another, another teenager while another teenager blasts a shot, a sawed off shotgun uh, into this creature's chest and it worked. And like my, my, my um, like suspension of disbelief didn't like go away. I was like, yep, nope, this tracks, Mm -hmm. this all goes, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's the power of music. And that's the power of uh, the narrative that the Duffer brothers have constructed. And speaking of that character, this leads me to my final, you know, big moment uh, where Eddie bites the dust and Eddie Munson. It was impactful for two reasons. One, because I'm, I'm not a fan of introducing characters just to be killed. Um, which Stranger Things has done before, right? We're bringing in somebody new. We right. want you to have some kind of attachment. So that way when we kill them off, there's still a level of emotion and loss that you feel, but we haven't lost a core person. And it seemed a little bit after Eddie stopped being so annoying that like, oh, I feel like this is the direction they're going in. And for it to happen and yet still be so effective, I thought was a testament to their writing. And what broke me, and I remember I felt when I was high, that they were golf ball sized tears just running down my face was when he said, like, I think I'm going to graduate this year. This is my year. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What that did for me, it was less about his sense of loss or, you know, his, his future being taken away from him. And it was a reminder, like, we keep saying that these are kids. I think we say that, right? But I really feel like sometimes we forget 
that these are children that are in this yeah. kind of situations. And the things that he should be worried about is graduating from fucking high school. But instead, right. he's playing the guitar in an alternate dimension to summon Hellbats. You know what I mean? And it like, <laughs> it really perfectly put into to perspective how wild their experience is and how unfair in a lot of ways it is. And a reminder that these are children. And so yeah, his death, yeah, it, uh, took me out a little bit. Took me out. Took me out. No, uh, that's, don't, I think, I think it took everybody out. Uh, cause I don't think anyone, when you first meet Eddie, uh, kind of, kind of grandstanding, kind of, kind of being an asshole to the, to the kids. Oh I liked him. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, you I, liked the like the first version of Eddie we saw. I think, in context, like the Eddie we saw with Chrissy, made well, the sure Eddie we yes. Saw the, That's when it was started yeah. to shift. Mm-hmm. Sure, but the that it, it made the Eddie we saw in the cafeteria make a lot more sense to me. Yes, but did you like him when you had seen him in the cafeteria? That's my question. I found him engaging. I, I I don't know if if I would like like to hang out with him, but um that's the whole point of him, right? Like he is the king of the nerds. He's the king of the freaks, right? And uh, there is a certain amount of um uh like leeway that gives you for me because like if you're a person who's always laid in the cut and always been marginalized, but you've you've made something out of yourself even within that marginalized community, um that's just interesting to me. Yeah, so he was he was always very interesting to me. Uh, y'all ain't gonna see this because we don't release video, but Jay is giving me a face. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna I'm let you live. Um, you know, we're gonna have to. Because my, my thing is this he's an asshole. When we first yeah. meet him, he was an asshole. And I, I, I've always hated his kind of characters of just like the, I'm a dick and, you know, I, I fly in the face of social whatevers and, you know, I, I will embarrass you and make fun of you and be a dick to you but every once in a while i'll say something kind and everyone goes oh there goes eddie and i'm just like no fuck that don't be an asshole and so like it was the asshole part that like really got under my skin and like worse the subservience to his asshole i'm an enneagram eight and i have a problem with like abuse of authority or being controlled and he was very much representing like uh controlling power figure to these kids and it was just like very much my reaction i think is definitely tainted by that but also he was a dick and yes you know with chrissy we begin to see that that in a lot of ways is a very specifically cultivated facade um right and so we begin to empathize with him after but but you know he could have caught these hands real quick um (laughs) in in the beginning real quick jay problem with authority uh coddle I I, I I I feel that. Um, all right, but let's let's talk about some 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 heartwarming moments, maybe even some more heartbreaking moments. Um, I kind of forgot that Eleven didn't know one that Joyce even went to go mm-hmm. get Hopper, and mm-hmm. two that Hopper was alive. And that mm-hmm. three that she was about to run into her father again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after losing her father. Yeah, after her like, papa. like, Papa. Yeah, like, oh, no, 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 no. He's dad. He ain't Papa. He ain't Dr. Brennan. Pa- Dr. Brennan's Papa. Hopper's well, dad. Well, no, that's what I meant. I meant, like, after just losing Papa, Dr. Brenner. Okay, like, okay, okay. To then. Got you. 
Yeah, but is uh, that was amazing. David Harbour is amazing. Um, I like this is gonna sound mean, but oh. the the level of uh, of skittiness he is exhibiting right now almost makes him look sick. Oh, jeez. No, I'm I, like I'm not I'm not saying that he is. He's a little gone. He, he also he also just went through an ordeal. It would make sense mm-hmm. for him to be a little you know fucked up. Um, mm-hmm. We saw how fucked up he was, in fact. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy that he and Joyce finally made it happen. Their flirting was really fun, talking about the date and Enzo's. And Listen, that date night, I was like, ooh, okay, y'all, okay, look at y'all talking here. Talking about breadsticks, son. <laughs> I was like, look at these straight 40-something-year-old parents flirting over. What what I'm gonna have for dinner? I don't know what you're gonna have for dessert, Daddy. I was like, okay, all right. Look at y'all. Good for you. Okay, okay Joyce. Joyce still has games. Yeah, she can right. get it. She she can figure it out. We'll um, need to learn a thing or two from Joyce about trapping a nigga. Okay. Anyway, not wrong. Also, niggas willing to die for her. Okay, because when <laughs> when a homeboy was like, listen, I'm gonna get eaten by these dogs. I know, I know, I ain't got no 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 running in me, but I'm gonna try for you, Joyce. Um, and then you know, game respect game work. though. Like, like uh, Joyce literally went to 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 Soviet Russia to save Hop. Game respect game. Like life for life, they're in it. They're in it now. Like, they can never break up. Break up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, I'm just like, and he can never win any argument ever. Cause she'd be like, remember that time I transferred all my savings and the money you left for your daughter to get on a plane with a criminal who robbed us and tried to kidnap us. And then drugged us, and then we fought him, and then I flew a plane, and that plane crashed, and I broke into a Russian prison to save you, left, broke back into that Russian prison to kill some demons, and then we found a way to fly back uh, to get back to the daughter that I raised for you while we all thought you were dead. Remember that? And he's going to go, my bad. I will <laughs> put the seat down. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, no, a lifetime of, wrong. okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, right. You're not wrong. She Absolutely. can be in bed with another man, writing another man, <laughs> looking him dead in the eyes, and he'll try to get him mad. And she'd be like, "You remember Russia?" And he'd be like, "God damn it!" So, what, what he I, was like, I, I just, I, I just rewatched season three, like I said, and um, mm-hmm. I was a little mad at Joyce because, like, she, like, like it's all forgiven now, obviously, but she. Mm-hmm. She was, to be fair, very focused on the fact that her the magnets weren't sticking to her refrigerator, and with good reason. But she just straight up missed a date, and she just didn't apologize ever. She like never apologizes. <laughs> like she doesn't say like I'm sorry, I should have like called or whatever. But she does say like Yeah, I was at Mister the my children's middle school teacher's house learning about magnets for four hours, and I didn't even think <laughs> to call your ass. <laughs> and Hop's like, you know what? Yeah, no, but as as soon as they realize that something's like actually wrong with with Hawkins, mm-hmm. they, they figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then I actually really liked um, Mike and Hopper's uh, reunion interaction, yeah. like teasing each other. But it seemed like Mike's a bit more mature, and like they there's a mutual respect going on. And the hug, um, the hug was really nice. Absolutely, I was like, okay, not toxic masculine because you know it very easily could have gone into the whole. I'm a dad with a gun, and you're fucking my daughter, and you know, blah blah bloop. And no, I love that they like. Obviously, those moments did exist between them, but like they could, you know, take it. Because you know what, I didn't even think. Oh no, because it's not true. Never mind. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. You know, 
base level of intimacy between the two of them in that moment that was really nice yeah for sure and then dustin um letting eddie eddie's uncle know that you know like he believed in him and he believed in, and, and he knew that eddie was a hero because he was there at the, in, in that moment and giving him that closure that, that closure. was really beautiful lucas yeah. uh reading to um max uh in her hospital bed mm-hmm. uh which like, is a perfect way, I think, to 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 bring this review to a its denouement to a degree, right? So, yeah. Max died. We saw that happen. We had our hearts break. Uh-huh. Our jaws yeah. dropped. And then Elle was just like, "Nah," and I was like, <laughs> "You know what I mean?" Full nosebleed yeah. there, because now she's she's stepping into to demigod status, right? Of just like life and death. No. Um, but looking like Max's body may have returned, but her consciousness ain't there no more. That's what it looks like. What are your thoughts on what has happened to Max and where she'll be and how, what role she'll play in the final season? You know, it's a really interesting question. There was a moment there where I thought that Elle was going to sacrifice herself for Max, mm. like like almost trade places. And I was almost kind of here for it because it, the, sh- the show is almost... Oh, it's it's a little bit more interesting when L isn't there to be a savior, um, mm-hmm. because the children are children, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they need to like figure out how to take out monsters and stuff without with mm-hmm. a, without a, 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 an all powerful psychic mm-hmm. uh, in their midst, um, uh, or or that Max would end up with with Eleven's powers or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I Max is definitely going to wake up um, eventually. I think maybe her consciousness might be stuck in the upside down. Mm. Um, and like, because she, like all the other people that Vecna took out, like they died. So mm-hmm. like, there's nothing else for them to come back to. But because Max is like in that weird position of having almost died or actually dying and then being brought mm-hmm. back, like her soul or whatever Vecna takes, I, I think is some is still somewhere in the upside down or maybe even a part of Vecna and mm. can be taken out and mm. given back to Max. So mm-hmm. I do think that we will get some Max back. Um I don't know. Like the, the, those are my initial like thoughts mm-hmm. on how that could work out, but mm-hmm. um that you heard it here first. Let me know if I'm right in 2024. Right. I have two theories. One is that we get an altered Max that gets returned, who, due to, you know, being dead and coming back or whatever, does display some kind of abilities now. Um, so mm. that, like, the trio of weirdly attached to the Upside Down folks become Will, uh, Max, and Eleven, that they all display some mm. kind of connection. But the other part of me feels like, you know, Max's consciousness died when Max died, and her body returned. But it could be a blank body. And it could be a blank body that, like, someone else inhabits. You know? That Vecna maybe can can be in and inhabit. That's a possibility. Oh, wow. Um, mm. Based on his connection to her and the fact that she's a, you know, a blank slate. So that's a possibility. Um, one more big reveal happened um, in the final episode. And it was that the super consciousness that drives the Upside Down has all along been one it's been henry how did you feel about that reveal that it's 
been Agatha all along. How did you feel about that? Wow, MCU reference. Um, I liked that it was defined. I mm. could have dealt with the Mind Flayer and Vecna being uh, two different entities. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been cool with me. In fact, I think it would have been like a uh, Obito uh, Madara situation if we're making a, right. a, a, right. a Naruto reference that folks don't mm-hmm. get. Like a like a a, 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 a five-star general and his lieutenant kind of kind of deal. Actually, kind of what uh, Dustin was saying uh, in part one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was kind of down for that. that, that because what I think the upside down is like, it is a place that existed before one or L or anyone entered into it. Right. Um, what it seems like happened is that when L made contact in 1983, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, uh, a like mirror like place was created within that alternate alternate dimension that was like ancient and has been there for forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this Cthulhu ask like, HP Lovecraft, mm-hmm. like, dimension that was just always there was mm-hmm. was breached into because like if you saw like the demogorgons um they were just chilling they weren't like violent they weren't going after one or anything like that mm-hmm. they were just like hanging out um so i don't know i i'm cool with it i like that it was defined i like that we know exactly what the stakes are that if you take one out everything goes pretty much back to normal and everything's cool um uh, but I could have I could have been cool with any of those other possibilities of this ancient, like Cthulhu esque being um, mm-hmm. being the big bad as well. But what, what you know, you it could be since we're using Naruto references. I know you talked about the Obito Madara thing. It could be though a Madara Black Zetsu reference. Do you, did you ever get that far, in Naruto? I I read all of Naruto. Yeah. So for our listeners, basically. Madara thinks like, you know, he planned this whole thing, right? He's just like, I'm setting plans upon plans upon plans. And Obito think he doing something? Mm, I'm just using that nigga to like rebirth myself, right? And all of a sudden, oh. it seems that Madara is the, you know, the architect of everything that's happened from, you know, Naruto even having the demon in him to this whole war. And Madara and all of us believe, oh, well, there goes the true leader. Except, dun dun dun. Black Zetsu, the weakest of all of the Akatsuki, right? Which also was a part of Madara's plan of making the Akatsuki. Um, he was using Madara to bring right. back his mama, right? And so right. is it a thing where Henry is the epitome of hubris like he's always been? And he thinks that he's taking control of these entities in this dimension that, as you said, is ancient and predated him for a long time? Or is he a tool? being used by the upside down for something who knows that's a really interesting theory and i I think that would be really cool because i was thinking about how and if they're going to do like a time skip like Mm. i don't think that would be possible for the first oh they're not uh, they said they're not oh okay they said they're not Um, they said season five starts minutes after season four right but that doesn't mean there would there wouldn't be a time skip in the in in the middle of the uh, i see what you mean so like that would be an interesting thing if like uh episodes one two three and four are uh vecna um uh and defeating vecna um but then there's a time skip and because like the mind flare or this ancient thing 
uh, is still kind of out there, but has access to our world. Comes in for like the final thing, and it it, it takes place in like the early nineties. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's like, uh, but that sounds already too convoluted and and, and whatnot. But you know, there are tons of possibilities. I trust the I trust the Duffers to do their thing, and um, yeah, I mean, if you if you haven't already guessed, y'all, you should go watch this if you haven't already, and uh, I hope that you were cool with spoilers if you yeah. are listening this far. <laughs> yeah. And then please share your thoughts and theories. Let us know what you're thinking about. Let us know what parts wrecked you, if you were wrecked at all. If you also watched Under the Influence of Something, tell me what you were under the influence of and how you think that affected what you was watching. And we can be <laughs> under the influence buddies. Um, thanks, Dare. Uh, but yeah, that is our... <laughs> I guess not so quick take quick in terms of you know how quickly we responded to it but we had some conversation about this which makes sense it was it was they were long episodes there was a lot of stuff to get there were long episodes there was it it was basically like whatever it it was long how did you last question did it feel too long how did that feel for you particularly the last episode the pacing felt great like honestly, I, like I liked um, it too. Yeah, like there was nothing I would cut. There was nothing I would rearrange. Right. Really, like yeah. it felt good. Uh, no, it was cool. Um, it was an earned so, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and what from what I understand, season five isn't going to be uh, right this long. Like they're going to mm-hmm. do um, closer to what they did in season three, which was like mm-hmm. a bunch of normal size episodes and maybe like mm-hmm. an hour and a half, two hour finale. So right, yeah, that's going to be cool. But with that, y'all, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Play Black. Uh, make sure to hit that subscribe Ooh. button, leave a review. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Play Black Podcast. Uh, that um, breakdown of Chrissy Wake Up uh, is TikTok inspired, and there's going to be more uh, content like that going up on TikTok. So make sure to follow us there. Um, you can also pitch us things you know, that you want us to talk about gush about how much you love the show or tell jay if you would fly to alaska and then to russia sneak into a russian prison and break him out of said russian prison while fighting off the wow. wow! let him know if you would do that for him that means that you truly because we get married right now you better that, that's you know. We'll see you back here soon. Okay. Peace. Peace.